Joining me right now is Aiden Aguilera. He will be fighting at Hex Fight Series 14 on June 30th versus Josh Togo. What's going on, Aiden? Not much, man. I'm just resting up on Sunday. I really appreciate you having me on, man. Excited. No doubt, man. No doubt. The first thing I want to go into is your nickname, the premature <laughs> finisher. <laughs> Who gave you that name? Uh, well, it kind of stems off of uh, I had a little stint there where I was knocking everyone out in the first round, and then um, I fought a guy and I kicked him in the head, like wobbled him, and then about a minute later I did it again. He went down. I didn't really follow up, and then um, a few of his friends were saying it was like a, it was an early stoppage. It was an early stoppage. One of them said one of them said that it was like it was prematurely stopped, and I was just sitting there thinking, I'm like, that's a weird wording. And I was like, okay, I, I know my nickname, so I actually came up with it myself just because. I hate all the tough guy nicknames, you know, like the Skull Breaker or, you know, the Grim Reaper or some <laughs> dumb stuff like that. So I thought I'd do something self-depreciating and funny, you know. So, yeah, it was me. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. It shows your personality. I try. I try. It's a pretty bad personality, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up as a kid, were you always into martial arts? Did you start with jujitsu or something like that? Uh, I actually, I kind of did like the traditional martial arts early on when I was younger, like karate and taekwondo and all that, but I never took it seriously. And I was never at a gym where it was like, it was, it was never hardcore. It's that very much McDojo kind of stuff, you know, but, um, I started wrestling when I was 13 and that's what got me into all this. When you look back at the McDojos, you know, like the, when you were a kid and you were taking those traditional martial arts. Do you, do you look back and say, like, hey, it was such a joke what they were doing? Yes and no. Yeah, it, it is. Like, the, the self-defense aspect of it, absolutely. It's such a false sense of security. Like, these people are going out. They have, like, these black belts are going out there, and they have no idea what to do. Like, a good white belt in jiu-jitsu is just going to destroy them. But, like, at the same time, like, I think it's good for young kids, that culture of respect and discipline and working hard and all that. So, it, it, it has its... It's a double-edged sword. Definitely, definitely. A lot of the kids, of course, the double-edged sword is a good term because they learn, like, respect and, you know, honor and stuff like that, even though they're not learning how to really defend themselves. Exactly, man, exactly. It's, it's the, the culture of some of those places is great, you know, as long as it's not one of those weird kind of culty, you know, follow what I say at all costs kind of thing. But, um, yeah, obviously, it would be better if they're learning a more, like, a practical martial art you spent almost your whole career with hex now how has the promotion done with the growth of mma in australia in your eyes uh yeah i've been with them the whole time for reasons because they they treat the fighters right and they really uh they really do care about the matchups they were their first uh, organization to have a cage show once it was uh real out in victoria because um for the fans that don't know there was, the cage was actually banned for quite a while in, in victoria and um i think they were the first to do it in perth as well when perth lifted the ban in western australia so they, they do care about you know kind of pioneering these kind of things um they're promoting they, they give good coverage to the fighters pretty fairly there's no freak show matchups either you know they're all good matchups and they're kind of consistently solid cards, you know, skilled fighters. It's, I feel like it's the UFC of Australia. Hex, Fight Series 13, last March, only a few months ago, you took on Greg Azori in the, and you lost in the second round. What did you learn from that fight? Uh, 
I kind of went into that one uh, very, it was a bit of a weird mindset. It was definitely a, uh, not a mental blank, but um, it was definitely um, mental shortfalls that led to me losing that fight. I went in very, uh, well, far too relaxed, kind of in the mindset that I was just out there to do a job. And I kind of discovered I kind of need that firing. I need to be a little bit of a you know, mongrel and get in there and have some ill will just until the fight's over. But uh, definitely not going to have that issue with this one. Why is that? Uh, nothing too serious, but uh, my opponent, Josh Togo, decided to run his mouth a little while ago online, which is something that I just I can't stand. Like, I get it in the higher ranks. You know, you're trying to promote, you know, like Connor or Colby Covington. They're, they're getting results out of what they're doing. You know, people are watching. In these lower leagues where no one really cares, no one's really paying attention to this kind of thing, you're just kind of being a dick, you know? <laughs> And I've never met the guy in my life. And, uh, yeah, he just decided to be a bit disrespectful and his, a few of his friends wanted to jump in, pile in. So, yeah, a little bit of extra motivation for me to get that, get out there and uh, get a little viral. Yes, Josh Togo, if you honestly assess his skill set, what do you think about it? I think he is uh, confident in his skills, probably a little bit more confident than he should be. I'm not saying he's a bad fighter. Just saying, from what I've seen, he's fairly one-dimensional in the sense that he's a fairly long-rangey striker. You know, he likes his long counter-punches. He waits a lot. I feel like I know his game fairly well. I'm sure there's some stuff I haven't seen. You know, there always is. But um, I honestly believe, and this isn't me trying to trash talk, but I believe I'm more well-rounded and I believe I'm better pretty much everywhere except for being a Southport. Togo, he was TKO two months ago at Irby Fight Night 14. Do you think it's a mistake to come back so fast after being knocked out? Against me? Yes. Uh, if you look at my stats, pretty much all my fights I've either knocked out or dropped my opponents. Um, even in the ones that I've lost, I'm pretty confident my opponents have left with a concussion. <laughs> and I don't think this one's going to be any different. And uh, thanks to Jamie Malaki, Togo's last opponent, for softening him up for me and making my job a little easier. You know, uh, hopefully I'll be able to finish the job. When you look at yourself and your striking abilities, what is your favorite technique that you utilize in the cage? Man, that's hard to say. There's nothing like landing a flying knee. Like I, I but um, these days my conversion rate's fairly low. Like as far as I used to land them a lot more than I do now. And having said that, my last win, the, I landed I think two or three flying knees, and that led to the, one of the like the stoppages. I've done a lot of damage in the past. Um, if you look at my heart reel, there's plenty on there. But um, I like everything, man. Anything that works, you know, anything sneaky. I love it all. Both of you guys are coming off losses. So do you think that this will kind of have, you know, create an extra motivation for both you guys to come out and finish your fights? I think more more so win than finish. You know, you just want to get back in that winner's column. Well, obviously, you always want to finish. But um, for Josh especially, I think he's coming off two straight losses here, which is um, obviously he does not want to be on three straight losses because that's when you start questioning everything. So um, I'm sure he's going to be motivated and come out hard. He's going to look to land that left on me or kick me or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's just a bit of added pressure there. But it's one of those things where the more pressure that's on you, I feel anyway, the better I do, the more I'm willing to you know, risk myself. You represent Adrenaline MMA. Have you done your whole training camp there or have you been going over to other gyms and cross-training? Uh, generally, I do 
all my training camps at Adrenaline just because it's kind of a one-stop shop. I get everything I need there. I'm under head coach Chris Brown, who's a five-time Olympian in uh, freestyle wrestling, which is like un- almost unheard of in Australia. It's honestly like the most uh, accomplished Australian wrestler I've ever lived. So I've got that side of things. I've got plenty of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I've got Jaba Askarov, uh, who's a Muay Thai coach, who's an absolute beast. If you follow Muay Thai, you know who he is. And I've got a, like a plethora of strong training partners. So um, I do get occasional training partners from other gyms that come in and come hang out and spar with us. But um, other than that, no, I pretty much do all my training. Are there any certain training partners that you've worked with closely for this camp? Uh, a few taller, longer guys. Um, no one that's uh, in hex at the moment. But I've, I've got a few guys of similar body types and guys that are able to emulate Josh well, just because I don't want to get used to have fighting a short little nuggety guy when I'm not going to fight that kind of body, you know? When you've got an opponent that is long and rangy, what type of weaknesses do you see in that style? Well, the thing is, I'm long and rangy myself. I'm almost 6'1 at lightweight, so I know what all the weaknesses are. I've felt them all. Obviously, we're not great at being on the inside in the pocket. And this isn't going to be one of those fights where we're both going to stay in the pocket. If we do, it's going to be going to clinch up. It's just what long tall guys do, because otherwise we're going to be throwing hooks at the back of each other's heads. But um, generally the weaknesses there are like your legs are more open to, to wrestling, leg kicks are there, overhands, left hooks, anything from the inside. But having said that, because we're both a very similar build, I think it's going to cancel a lot of those kind of weaknesses out. Because of that, because you guys are both long and rangy, and you also have a reputation of being a knockout artist. Do you think this label is accurate, even though you mentioned earlier that you are all around? Do you think that this fight will allow you to kind of show other aspects of your game? Uh, I hope so, but it's one of those things where I don't have a problem with being called a knockout artist, but, um, you know, people tend to just uh, pay attention to what you've done recently, you know? Like, they, they see what you've done recently. So, um, yeah, I'm a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I've, wrestled for almost my whole career like i started off wrestling so i know my stuff on the ground but it's just kind of one of those things where i'll just go wherever the fight takes me you know i don't have any real set plan there i don't want to you know go out there and just lay on top of them and do nothing you know i'd rather try and land on the feet and then see what happens a win at hex 14 where does that put you in the lightweight division because right now the champion is not fighting for hex he's actually fighting for acb right so what do you think do you think that uh a title fight is in the future, maybe in early 2019? I have no idea where I'm at at this point in my career right now. I had a little stint there where I was uh, 4-5-0 and with, a, with four straight knockouts and it was looking like it was on the horizon. And then from there, I kind of had a setback and I won again and another setback. So it's one of those things where I don't really care about what's next. You know, um, With Callan gone, I don't know if he actually... If he, it's going to come back and defend. I don't know how that all works, but if, if Khan's gone, then it opens up the division completely, especially with guys like Isaac Hardman, who's probably the next in line, who's um, he's injured now for the rest of the year as well. So it's really opened the light division up and I hope to secure my spot as like one of the dark horses of the division. Like I feel like I really deserve to be top 10 in Australia for sure. All right, June 30th, Hex Fight Series 14. Aiden Aguilera is facing Josh Togo. This is going to be a very exciting fight because we mentioned earlier, you guys are both going to stand and trade and you're long and rangy. Thank you for your time, Aiden, and uh, good luck to you, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it.